PWO, 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 PWO. Hello, hello. Uh, welcome to the PWO WrestleCast. Uh, Matt is out this week taking care of some personal matters. Uh, so I am your temporary host, just like on Jeopardy. My name is Ryan Alvarez. Joined with me tonight, uh, Wild Thing. He makes our hearts sing. It is Wild Thing, Mike DeShazo. Good evening, everybody. How are you doing tonight? All right. They don't, they don't, they, they don't talk back to us, Mike. It's <laughs> fine, though. And again, and again, one half of the Monday Night Express, it is the front man himself, Mr. D. White. Hey, man, you know, Ryan, you need to put yourself over a little more. I mean, all this content you put up, and then it's you, true. you know, say that you're filling in for Matt Coming, You're a host in your own right. You know, so I'm just I'm just putting that out. I mean, you can put yourself over. That. Put yourself over. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, well, thanks. You've been so kind to me. I will return the favor because on Thursday it was the two man power trip. Matt and I uh, went ahead and reviewed Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee's The Party Bowl, which you can now find on High Spots Network. Guys, the best nine ninety nine. Well. One of the best re reasons to spend nine ninety nine a month because there are a couple okay. now wrestling wrestling streaming apps out there that you can do that for. Um, so what I, I want to give you just a few moments to maybe uh, talk about some of your high high spots, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> from from the party bowl. Well, I was fortunate, you know, I was already a high spot subscriber and I can't recommend that more. I mean, heck, I'm an independent wrestling.tv subscriber, also got Peacock Plus and all. Anyway, I got all those. But anyway, yes, so I did. Um, not only did I have some thoughts on Party Bolt, just so happens that yesterday I was down visiting my folks. Happy birthday to my mom. I love mom. Um, Happy birthday. And uh, she, so we were telling them about the trip. Just so happens it's now on the High Spots Network, so I pulled it up and we watched it again. Um, it, we we had a few a uh, few awesome moments. I'll tell you the high sort of the highlight in watching it again, which was mm -hmm. it was a pretty cool perspective of watching it from you know from our seat in the front row and then our you know watching it and hearing the commentary, which definitely helped because um, it it's it cleared up some questions I had of like okay what's the story with these people and what anyway but regardless. Um, Obviously, uh, the number one highlight was um, Mance Warner sitting on my wife's lap and mm. getting punched in the face by Calvin Tankman, um, which, you know, we got to relive. That was pretty cool. Um, that match, that was, is worth the, that's, that's worth the pay-per-view. I mean, there's, there's a ton more, but gosh, what those guys just, man, they tore the house down. I love the, the, the besides the fact of uh, Mance Warner being placed on my wife's lap and then getting punched in the face, which did happen was when they went on the other side of the ring and there was an elderly lady that um, I guess was there and they took time to move right away. And then Calvin Tegan whacked it with her cane. With her cane. That was so, it was awesome. All right. Um, the, uh, 
from the get-go, like the first match was Shane Andrews and Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the fact that we had to listen to Jeff hate on Rich Swan literally that entire match, it was not a bad match. It really fast-paced. Um, but of course, um, I and I'm not a huge Rich Swan um, fan myself, but 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 definitely the entrance he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. That was for sure. People were there for it, and to have that as an opening match was really cool. Um, I'll, I'll share from mine, besides the highlights, I know you guys went over by match by match. I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. Some of the highlights, um, Kincaid doing the, doing the dive off from hanging from the freaking rafters that, and he, Jason Kincaid uh, is on my, I mean, he's definitely, he impressed me greatly. And I've seen him before because he's been on some of the other next year shows, but mm-hmm. um, super guy to check out. Um, facade and Danny Mo for sure they were super gracious I got you know getting a chance to talk to folks after the show got some got some uh, stickers always like to support the folks the international superstars Davey Richards Warhorse Shug D got a chance to talk to them too uh, hopefully uh, you know you never know maybe they're watching today we did uh, tell them about the podcast so um, another another uh, if you want to see me um, on the there's a great shot of you Ryan is my number two highlight um, and it was when it was in the, I think it was in the Tangman match or it was in, it was, uh, yeah, it was. We hit him with a chair and it's like the angle is like directed right towards your face. And you see you go, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a pretty <laughs> stiff chair shot. It was funny. I was like, look at Ryan. He's like, ah, and then, which that was pretty cool. But, uh, and then the, 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 the match, the, the four-way match at the end was really, you know, oh, I, I mean, a lot of good work there. Uh, Levi Everett, you'll see me uh, grabbing, uh, returning his uh, butter churn to him. I saw um, that. You are right on right frame. <laughs> yep. It, which rolled right, <laughs> they threw the ring and rolled right by my feet. So uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway um, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, top notch. Uh, if you've ever been to indie shows, you can, they can be hit or miss. They really can be. You can go to an, uh, a, an indie show that's really, really done well, and then you can go to one that's, you know, not really, really done well. I was just, I saw one once in a parking lot at this festival, and it was like July 1st. It's 102 degrees on pavement. There's no canopy. They had one little pop-up tent they were using to change clothes in and stuff. And and you, the guys worked, but it was like, man, something this this could have been some, we could have planned a little more for this, but whatever. Next Gem was not mm. that. Next Gem was top notch. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've ever been to a Ring of Honor show, I mean, it's not far off from that. I mean, it really is. Uh, upper echelon of the Indies, that's for sure, in my experience. So uh, we've got uncivil war coming up mm. they're putting they're they're putting um you know announcements of who people that are going to be there we definitely got some storylines from party bowl to continue there you know so uh especially with uh with uh Caden saint and, and kenji brea and things that, they, that happened there um i will say this from i'll stop there and that's all i'll say about it when we get to the show <laughs> One thing I did I did find out today, and I it was I was watching. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give um, the guys at <clears throat> at What Culture Wrestling um, one of their updates. They were talking about releases and um, contract situations or whatever. 
And one of the, when we talk about impact, we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, and how we, there had been some chanting for Sue Young and people are like, talking about Sue Young. And, that's, and there was some, and then we saw a ton of that because Susan was at the party bowl and there was a ton of Sue Young chants. Um, I think lot. they're holding on. <laughs> that's going to be a big, that's probably going to happen. That's probably why we didn't see Sue Young at Next Gen was because there's some big plans for that, I think, in Impact. So that probably was a stipulation, I can imagine. Um, yeah. But even then, as Susan, she's still, she's still money. She, and so I, I enjoyed all that. Anyway, ready to go back again? I mean, that's, that's really, really a good time. Really a good time and worth the drive, for sure. Yeah, um, August 29th is going to be Uncivil War 6. Uh, tickets are not on sale yet. Um, if you were one of the lucky ones, you got a pre-sale code um, to be um, to buy your VIP ticket. It's 25 bucks. You get in at four um, instead of, I believe, five, which is great. You get a, an outstanding opportunity for a meet for to meet and greet everyone before everyone else. So if you got that pre-sale code, do not sleep on it. Um, yeah, before sure. we get into the weekly happenings, uh, God, did you did you guys say who the who the special already announced special appearance is going to be? Yeah, yeah. We even yeah. announced everybody except for Calvin Tankman, who got announced after the show. Um, yeah. And then, I, and then, as Dwight alluded to, we got some storylines from Party Bowl continuing. We're gonna get. Uh, more more than likely, the NGW championship match between Rich Swan and Caden Sade, and yeah. perhaps some shenanigans are coming for that one. Oh, I, I mean, JB Hindu is going to be there. There's going to be some shenanigans. Even though he go. promised there would, he promised there would. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's so let's jump into the only real. Uh, SmackDown worthy news. Um, I know we don't talk about it very much, but we did get a surprise return this past Friday night, and that was the return of Mrs. Alistair Black. That is Zelina Vega. Uh, she made her in ring re return uh, this past Friday night on SmackDown. Um, she was inserted into the Money in the Bank ladder match by by Sonya Deville. Uh, Liv Morgan comes out. She's upset. Um, she ends up uh, going going over Zelina Vega. Uh, Vega tries to use the tights, does, doesn't work. Liv Morgan uses them, doesn't get caught, and wins. Um, yeah. So, what well, I guess right now the the expectations for Zelina Vega are she's on the you know backstage paperwork as as quote unquote SmackDown heel. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, um, you know how how much of a how, how much weight that carries with today's WWE, um, but yeah. how big of an impact do we really think she'll make? I think is the question because the main reason, and you know that you know there there was there was some outside uh, ven ventures. I'll put it like that. Uh, that she was trying to branch to, and she has Twitch and Cameo and OnlyFans, and then there was talk of unionization. Um, right. So, with her being in the Money in the Bank match, um, what are what are maybe an impact or two you think that she'll make? 
Well, I mean, I would say according to according to um, a PW Insider, that they're actually had the WWE had, had I guess I did some kind of apology or mm. some sort of deal prior to her being signed to come back. So um, that's I don't know. I mean, it could be an apology. Or it could be a hey, it's okay if you keep these only your only fans or whatever. I don't know because they didn't. They just said it was a some sort of apology or amends that they had to make. Also heard that that doesn't necessarily mean Alice to Black's going to come back too. Um, obviously, we have two. I mean, we have a ton of we're one talents in WWE, ones in AEW, whatever. We got that's there's a ton of that, so it's not even really a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But um, I do hold out hope that some of these releases, which we're going to talk about soon um are like contract renegotiations i hope that's what it is but i i I don't know anyway i i I think i don't think she's gonna win the money in the bank i think they need her back because they only had seven active women on the smack (laughs) you know that mean who was it i mean a couple they just put them in the match they don't have to win a match because they don't have enough people to have matches to qualify everybody you know so it's like that's, I think that's ultimately what it was. And it's, she's a known quantity. They're not bringing up, you know, they're not bringing up somebody that may or may not be ready. Like, you know, I mean, there's a ton of people down there. That, and I mean, they could bring Mercedes Martinez in a second. She'd be ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, all these people. But yeah, they just don't have any people on SmackDown. So it, they, uh, I, I don't see it going much further than she just being a warm body. Mm. Mike? Mike? Comments? Yeah, she's I mean, they they did apologize to her. I saw that uh that article too. But yeah, she's as good as she can be. I don't think they're gonna use her like she should be used. Which I mean, like you said, they had seven bodies for the women's division on mm-hmm. SmackDown alone. They needed more. I mean, they're just they don't know what they're doing right now in WWE. That's true. They really don't know. <laughs> yep. She, yeah. She so. I was gonna say so right now the the money in the bank women's ladder match is Oscar, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki, Ash, um, Carmella, Zelina Vega, and two more to be determined. Yeah, that's right. That was the one Carmella where they just basically said Carmella's in the match. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> she doesn't have to beat yeah. anybody. So anyway. Yeah, that was the one I was trying to think of that they just sort of just put her in the match. Do you think who do you all think will end up winning it? Is it going to be one of the people who's not been announced yet or? No, there's only one person that's going to win it. And I'm here to tell you right now, put money. Uh, Alexa Bliss is winning the women's money. I'm saving my prediction for the SmackDown, for the Money in the Bank prediction show. Well, um, don't waste your time. Picking, a... don't, don't, don't waste your time picking anything else but that because that's what it's going to be. Don't worry, it's going to come as a bit of a surprise. Um, oh, Lord. There you That's go. going to be wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, enough of WWE. Let's get to some of the best professional wrestling on the planet. It's Ring of Honor. Um, I know yeah, normally we don't – We I know we don't normally touch as much as we should week to week on Ring of Honor. We weekly television, but they are still putting out bangers week after week. Um, only two matches on this week's episode. Um, one of which is the Ring of Honor Pure Championship match. That would be Fred Yehai challenging Jonathan Gresham. Um, mm-hmm. And Jonathan Gresham retains. Um, I felt like they were really 
just hitting a stride. I feel like this match could go for about another five to 10 minutes. Um, Jonathan Gresham does retain, um, but Fred Yeha is a star. I love that guy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, from the tournament, he definitely had a good showing up. And if you're from around here, we've seen him locally on the Indies. I have anyway. Um, and always an impressive guy. Definitely a perfect matchup though. Those because didn't they meet like they were in the like when they in the tournament? No, Fred Yehi, that's right. Didn't he upset uh Jay Lethal? That's what it was in the pure tournament. Um oh yeah, the second is uh no. Um not? I thought the final was Gresham and Lethal. If I were who he he eliminated Freddie had an upset win. You have to look that up again. Anyway, regardless, he looked great in that tournament. Um, and so uh, I don't think I don't think we're ready for for him to be holding the belt. He's still kind of on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but Fred Yehi upset Silas Young in the first round, and then Yehi um, almost went to time time limit the next round with hot sauce. Tracy Williams. Tracy Williams. Does man see? Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna go throw throw this out there. Being a person that is that does pay attention to Ring of Honor very closely and watch mm-hmm. the um, it it's crazy because they've had us sort of as we're coming out of the sort of lockdown whatever the where we're getting back to live shows and crowds and such as that they've sort of kind of are like the last one to come along and I know they probably had a bunch of stuff in the can that's why but um. It's they've had to adjust storylines. They've had to adjust, uh, you know, factions. They've added, you know, factions, and they've done done really well. And there's obviously contract things coming up and stuff. And you can see that transition. But with that being said, like Ring of Honor does, they just they you know they just elevate people. Um, like we've seen, uh, you know, it's a, such a great. Um, uh, guys that they have just on the undercard and those guys just boom move right up it's not always like new signings and stuff it's like eli isom eli isom goes from the you know dojo and now he's like main story he's got a mic and he's good on the mic you know stuff like that so i'm really digging him. ring of honor and i guess yeah. we're gonna, we're doing a pro a prediction show for our best in the world right on thursday mm-hmm. uh it'll be it'll be tomorrow or wednesday all right yeah, I'm because I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. Um, so on to the next match on this night, and it is the fight on the farm. It is Jay versus Mark Briscoe. Um, there is really no way to describe this match. I don't know if it, I'm not going to try and do it. I can't do it justice. Uh, you can watch it for free on Fight TV. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. That is the yeah. best way for me to describe that. Um, but spoiler alert, if you don't want to know um, who wins, that's okay, because nobody really wins. Um, right. You know who wins? Us, wrestling right. fans, because at the end, uh, you know, we get a, we get a double down, um, and, then, uh, and then we get Papa Briscoe that comes in and says, it's time to get back, back to business, be the baddest tag team on the planet. Yeah. And that is why we win because the Briscoes, when they're on their game, are the best tag team in the world. And it's and you and you know what? There's no place on earth 
that they should be rather than Ring of Honor. Now, the only thing that concerns me is we have about nine to ten matches already announced for best in the world. No Briscoes. I know. So we never know what we'll get. We know they'll be there. I will say good. The bouncers will be there. They're definitely on best. They will they will actually be on the first hour, uh, the one that's live and free on YouTube. Um yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, um, um, there is no tag team title match on the card yet, so I'm wondering what's going to happen. But this is a fun top. This is a fun. You can't call it a match. It's more of a cinematic style match. Um, but it yeah. was very entertaining, um, guys. If you're not watching Ring of Honor on a weekly basis, what are you doing with your life? I know you have a ton of other wrestling content to watch, but this is one that you definitely want to get on board with. Dude, and we're in the D.C. area. It comes on Channel 7 every Saturday nights, late night. Yeah. So it's like you, we, we get it for free. And but mm-hmm. I mean, then you can go watch it on YouTube and join Honor Club and see all the other content. Um, it was pretty cool because like the week before Papa, Papa Briscoe had come and like that's there's only one way to settle this. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the week before and then they do that it's just and i'll, I'll say if you watch during the, the pandemic they did a bunch of spotlight shows on the different um uh superstars or superstars pro wrestlers god this man get out of my mouth um from ring of honor and one of them the the episode about the briscoes they sort of gave you a tour of the chicken farm you know in mm-hmm. And then to see they'd use the chicken farm as for the match, you know, it was pretty cool. So um, I'm digging it. Feels like they're going to find a way to make an impact this Sunday. And that leads to a perfect transition to impact from last Thursday. Um, We'll just get right into it. Uh, We, we open with Jake something teaming with Kojima again, or actually for the first time. Um, I'm thinking of stupid Eddie Edwards um, teaming um, against Brian Myers and Sam Beal. Um, Kojima and Jake something get the win here. Um, I thought this is a pretty solid match. Um, it's a weird, it was a weird pairing, weird, kind of a strange match, um, but it was fine to open the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I- and it's kind of funny with the whole Brian Myers is like, you know, Sam deals his protege and he's Love kind it. of sh- showing him the business. And so guess what? I'm pretty sure I heard from, I think it was from Fightful Select that that might've been Kojima's final uh, mm. match in Impact. Cause yeah, I think that's fair. He's done, but yeah, it was good. Jake something is just, you know, I can't wait to see what else they do with him. Cause he's definitely got some, uh, you know, he's definitely, he's definitely got, got some potential to move on mm-hmm. the card. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we get the confirmation backstage through conversation. Um, Scott Demore essentially says that Tommy Dreamer is an authority figure if we haven't gotten that note already. Um, next match is Tennille Dashwood with Next Generation Wrestling's own Caleb Conley, also known as Caleb with a K. Taking it's a on satchel. Rachel. It's a satchel. It's a satchel. <laughs> Taking on Rachel Ellering with Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be in the minority here. I don't care about Jazz being back. You're not in the minority. 
Yeah, I I think the retirement match was that. It was the retirement match, and that's the way it should have stood. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's not wrestling, so that I'm I'm okay with it. But I'm just not. Um, we'll 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 skip to the end. Rachel Ellering goes goes over here. Um, this was a fine match. Um, they had some pretty good chemistry. Um, a slip up here, here and there, but nothing ter- nothing terribly awful. Um, you know, and you know, Jazz is fighting everyone off at the end. You know, at, after the match, before Jordan Grace shows up, takes out Caleb with a K, takes out Tanil. They get the best friends hug in the middle of the ring with Ellering and Jordan Grace. So I guess they're back together. No more, no more tension. Um, I don't think so. I know. I think the, Maybe I think it's the, a swerve. Yeah, I think it's setting it up for it to be even, you know, even bigger when they when she finally turns on it. That's what I think. But hey, whatever. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think we're all just waiting for that Jordan Grace turn. I think she. I think she works much better as a heel, especially with her in ring style. Um, I mean, there's a reason why she's called Thick Mama Pump, you know, because Scott Steiner is an amazing heel. Why WWE would make him a face in 2003 is beyond me, but what do I know? Oh, well, same reason they released Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Anyway, whatever. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, and but uh, I I was gonna say in that, like, and I didn't like the end with the you know, it's doing a selfie, and it that's just dumb. I'm sorry, yeah. Because Rachel Ellering, they're gonna build, they're building her up to be like a badass, which you know she can be. And then you know, with the with with all the rest, because that's not the that's you see like super good wrestlers, Tennille Dashwood, Deanna Perrazzo, Sue Young. We, I mean, we have a roster of people that can go. We don't need mm-hmm. silly stuff. We don't need silly stuff. That's just getting too cute for me. And plus, Caleb Conley's great. He's a good wrestler too. But anyway, yeah, he was one of my highlights from. Um, the fatal four way, no, or no. sorry, the four the four way dance. Um, I did think he got dropped on his head, but it was the way he works. The crowd is incredible. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you 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 were right there. Yeah, sure. Uh, um, I want to burn through this because I want us to have a ton of the rest of the show to be able to talk about the releases. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, we get a segment back backstage with with Chris Bay, um, how he's not really picking a side, um, you know, between Ace Austin's uh, kind of pseudo faction and then the rest of the X X division. Um, so then next match, uh, TJP and Falaba taking on Willie Mack and the NGW champion Rich Swan. Um, this ends up being a no contest, violent by design interferes everything is thrown out um so not really a match um everybody just being taken out by violent by by design eric young looks in the camera says there's nothing that anyone can do yeah um this is more of a segment than a match or or an angle if you want to call it that um it was good it was good i don't think there was a low i mean there wasn't really a bad part of the show so it was a good wrestling show to watch top to bottom mm-hmm. advances the storylines doesn't do anything too crazy exactly um, 
I did have one thought when I was prepping for a show for you two gentlemen. Um, mm. So at the beginning, at the very beginning, remember W. Morrissey does the whole like promo about like, you know, how friends will stab you in the back or, you know, mm. it's like war warning everybody about friendship or whatever. And I'm thinking, is that a foreshadowing of maybe a friend of W. Morrissey's showing up in Impact Wrestling or something? You know who I'm talking about? You think you think maybe he'll be one of the realest guys in the room? I don't know. I mean, I just it's hard to tell with everybody being so <sighs> soft these days. You think it you think it's gonna be a guy who has a three-letter name now? Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm I'm one I mean, if it's not, it's really a good tease, at least for people like me, because I'm going, oh what's up? Yeah, I know I know who your friend was. I know how okay, okay, okay. So what about you guys? What do you guys think? I really don't care. I don't I don't I, I don't I don't think that impact needs Enzo. I think that W Morrissey needs to be W Morrissey and continue to kick ass. I think that is what his character is doing best. I would rather, and you know what, this is one of the things that Matt and I rarely agree on, but, and we're starting to agree on more things, which is kind of tripping me out. Um, but that Joe Doring spot in Violent by Design should be W. Morrissey. Yeah, yeah. And it could have mm -hmm. been like that first as debut, but yeah. Yeah. Not wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that W. Morrissey, where he is now, does, doesn't need Enzo, whereas when he was in WWE, he was a younger guy. Um, you know, he was just starting to kind of try and find his footing as a, as a singles guy. Um, really needed a mouthpiece, really needed somebody to kind of take that pressure off. Um, I really don't think he needs that now. I think, I think, I think, I think he's, I think he's in the upper mid, mid, mid card in, impact wrestling yeah it's almost like the spot that killer cross had when he was there that same sort of vibe of he's not he's not he's not carrying cross but killer cross but yeah that kind of vibe which i like you could do more with him he can definitely do that mm -hmm. i mean he can be yeah. that guy so I don't know. yeah i am a, i am a see that he could be a sid-esque character uh for them moving moving forward yeah i hope he, hope he doesn't break his leg though Oh God! <laughs> Gross. Gross. Um, back to back seg segments here. Nothing really big to build. Um, fire, fire, and flavor. Back backstage talking to Scott and Scott Demore. Who cares? Um, Tom Tommy Dreamer talking about you know his team versus Team Callus. Uh, whatever. Uh, next match: Chris Bay versus Petey Williams. Um, I, I enjoyed this a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, Petey Williams, a you know, T, you know, an NWA TNA impact mainstay is still killing it in 2021. It's crazy to think. It's just, it's crazy to think I was rocking my, uh, Petey Williams Canadian destroyer shirt on the first day we were in Tennessee too, because. <laughs> but anyway hey yeah that's and i think you know we, we were getting the thing where maybe chris bay's kind of doing a you know baby face kind of turn there which is good um it's hard to say he's a good talent 
So yeah. what they do, they, what they do with them, that that's that's really kind of got me excited because I think he could do that. He could be in, in that role, which is I'm something to look forward to. And Petey Williams is just going to look, look good every time. But after, and true. well, let's get to the end because I just want to have one last comment about something that irritated me. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, we uh, you know, we get an X Division standoff here post match. Uh, you know, we get Ace Austin's crew. Um, you know, everybody's out there, and then. We finally get Chris Bay, um, and you know he's on the ramp and he's like, "What should I do?" Like he's he's kind of that mindset, yeah. and then says, "Screw it!" Heads to the ring, taking out the heels. Chris yeah. Chris Bay working face now, um, um, and then on on the heels of what Dwight Dwight said just moments ago, we get a cutaway to Kimberly and Susan backstage um you know they're trying to find their footing as a as a duo now that they don't have diana Prazo and susan's freaking out she's like what if, what if this doesn't work and that doesn't work and then kimberly says well there is the last resort we yeah. and then susan's very confused and and then you know kimberly goes we could get sue young and then susan literally says who is that? <laughs> and it just cuts the break. And it's good care. It's good care. It's good character work too. Um, I was, um, you know, I, I really think sooner rather than later we're going to get the return of Sue Young. I, I did too. Some people are thinking that it might be that it might be Susie that bridges that gap for a quick second. Um, I say screw it. Bring back Sue. Bring bring back Sue Young. I think um, I think if we get a Sue Young, a full Sue Young, that could be the one that dethrones Deanna Perrazzo. Right. Well, no, and they, and you did, did you guys say it was talk about when she came out at NGW at, at the Party Bowl? And they played the Sue Young music, and then Susan came out. Mm, <laughs> such a, it was such a swerve. <laughs> Got me. Such a way to do it, man. Yep. I loved it. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, um. I'm going to go, let's get to the main event. Was, yeah, because the next match is just Steve Macklin and he's squashing Manny Smith. Um, yep. So mm. then we get to the main main event. It's the trios match. We had team Don Callis, which is Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers taking on team Tommy Dreamer, which is uh, Sammy Callahan, Chris Sabin, and Moose. And uh, team Callus does win. Good boy. Well, you know that was that was never going to work, right? I love the I love the way they worked it though, with like Chris Saban and Moose giving each other these like hard tags, you know, these stiff tags, because they got you know they've got beef and they're going to rest, you know. So that was never going to work. They were never going to win. And um, but mm -hmm. just think about this: that was on free TV. Mm -hmm. That match was on free TV. And you can make do so much with the storylines. I love it when you can, like New Japan does, where you can have a trios match like that. Where you know you still can, you you can. I'm a, you know what I'm gonna segue into one of the things that irritates me about professional wrestling that I saw. It's where you wrestle the champions in a non-title match to get to the to earn the title match, right? 
It's like you're going to wrestle them and beat them so you can beat them again. It's like, it's, I hate that. And it's so common these days. Anyway, that, that's, what, that's the fire and flavor thing. That's anyway, but whatever. But um, I just, I hate when they do that. And so with that being said, it's like in the trios match, you can do the same thing, but now you don't have Kenny Omega's belt on the line. Right. And so you can do something with him. They did it in AEW with the triple threat, but like that way you can still get other people over without taking the belt off the champ. Right. And so that, that was, that was something that was really good and what they accomplished and they, and they moved the story along and Moose looks more and more like the guy that they can put the whole company on his shoulders every, every Every time I see him, he's, he's like, yeah, he's just that guy. He's that guy today. So anyway, the other thing, and I know New Japan does this a lot, something else I don't like. Even worse than having to beat the champs in a non-title match to get a chance, i.e. Uh, I AEW last week. But um, mm-hmm. like other than that, which I don't like, what I, don't, what I like even less is where if there's an authority figure on camera and the person slash team runs up and just demands a title shot and they get it, <laughs> that's, that's even more irritating, which Rosemary and Havoc had did, you know, and it's just like, come on, guys. That, that's, I hate when you do that. I know New Japan, everybody's got five-star match, matches over and the next guy just runs in the ring and ch- puts, lays down the challenge, you know, happens all the time. But I'm like, Come on, like don't we have an, a don't we have like a governing board or some people that you know we we, we like Jack Tunney in the back that makes all these matchups, <laughs> you know, instead of it just coming demanding the title match and you get it, you know? It's, yeah. Um, no, I com- I com- I completely agree. Um, but that was essentially impact. Um, you know, this um this is pretty fine. Um, we do have one more impact before Slam Anniversary. Uh, which is not this weekend, but next weekend. So I'm very excited for that. Um, now to the reason why everyone is here. Um, we didn't get to talk about it last Thursday um, because we reviewed Next Generation Wrestling Tennessee's The Party Bowl. So here we are now talking about the latest batch of WWE releases. Um Saw we we saw multiple releases, uh, predominantly focused around NXT and Two Hundred Five Live. Um, so we got Fandango. Is is Two Hundred Five Live? Are they trying to kill that? Because it seems like they're just like that. That's just done because they sort of no. merged it with NXT. But like Two Hundred Five Live still filming. That's crazy because it's like they gutted Two Hundred Five Live. There's there's only like five guys on the roster now, right? Yes. Uh, they use they use a lot of enhancement talent and a lot of yeah. performance center guys to fill that out. Um, so the list of releasees include Fondango, Tyler Breeze, Tony Nice, Ari Davari, both members of Everrise, uh, Marina Shafir, and the Bollywood Boys. Um, I'm sure there's one or two I'm missing that are irrelevant. Uh, um, Kurt, Kurt Stallion, um, Kurt Stallion, and, uh, um, the other one that Matt picked in his draft and then got released. Who asked um, the, the the MMA guy that the the Brazilian MMA guy Arturo was, Ruas Arturo Ruas, which because he was in like the Raw Underground. I think it's the last time we saw him. Like, so it's funny you say that because um, after his release, he actually um, 
in in one of the interviews he gave, the initial plan was to have him as a member of the Diamond Mine, which I predicted weeks ago. Right. Um, so I'm a little upset I wasn't right. Um, so this also, is a report. Uh, well, I heard Marina Shafir was also might have been supposed to be part of that too. Yeah, not a part of the initial launch of it, but definitely probably later down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to a report by Dave by, by Dave Meltzer, there's a movement within the company right now to bring in younger and bigger guys, um, specifically 26 and under over 220 pounds. Um, most of the guys that were released on this list were older, uh, didn't plan on using long-term. Um, so that was a part of the release. Um, let, I, initial thoughts when this, when this, when this first happened, I'll kick it to Mike. Again, just keep, keeps playing out like they're getting ready to sell the company. It's just one of those things seems like they're doing to make their revenue look better than it is. And then whoever the buyer is <laughs> buys it. And that's what I thought. I mean, didn't that writer get released? The one who called Bobby Lashley, Bobby Ashley at the same time yeah um which uh, this is probably a big problem that happens with wwe is that um is that they hire writers that have no professional wrestling back background at at all do you guys remember freddie prince jr was a was a writer for a while he was a fan but i mean no prior business being there um dana warrior is a current writer um as far as wwe goes again no previous experience other than screwing ultimate warrior i mean Mm -hmm. so now you're just gonna live off of his name and all of his you know merch um but but yeah yeah this is this just seems like a a purge um it seemed like um specifically for Brizongo, um, more of a, uh, more of a potential salary cap issue, um, or just a hefty contract, um, to Mike's point that, you know, is, you know, just trying to cut the cost a little bit for when somebody does buy. And that was a rumor that we had talked about a couple weeks ago on the WrestleCast. Um, Dwight, any other initial thoughts as soon as yeah. this happened? Well, as soon as it happened, I was weird because it was, I mean, I, we saw it with Aleister Black, but I mean, these were people that were just on TV. It's like, not, these aren't people that we, that, you know, besides the fact, like, what is it? Who us and Kurt Stallion, we hadn't seen them in a while, but like we, Breezango has been on NXT, you know, they had the bells not too long ago, you know, and, and any, I mean, Marina Shafir, I mean, we've had, these were people that, what was that? Killian Dane, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, who else was it? Oh, and Everize, they just did a promo a couple weeks ago on NXT. They know, literally and- did. They had they had a segment um on the on the NXT that week. Yeah, it was like a little vignette. Like they filmed the vignette for these guys, and two weeks later they're gone. So uh, it, this seems a little more like you know how um when you're cutting for budgetary reasons, this is the kind of thing. It's first of the month, first of all, you're starting to look at you know, projections and things like that. It's the end of, don't, don't forget, June 30th to July 1st is the is fiscal year. That's, so that's, they're, they're looking at 
you know, the, the company. And I know I, I read somewhere, I think it was with um, WrestleTalk or somewhere on Twitter today that they, I guess they won, WWE just won their se- a settlement or whatever, the Saudi Arabia thing. So they got a ton of money from that. $38 million. Like, I don't know how much they lost because I'm sure, because that was a fiasco. Probably but, um, zero. Um, well, but I mean, there was, as far as, they they had some expenses just from how screwed up that whole situation was, but yeah. Um, so I so yeah, they got that money. So yeah, it seems like they're tying up loose ends contracts. I know I read that they had released some of the marketing staff, um, you know, some people that in the office, and apparently this is not. They're not done. So never done. What does that say for like what the product is going to be? I mean, if they decided to just to stop having 205 Live, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to, but if they just, it would, it would be in line with everything else they're doing, probably to sell to Disney. Yeah. And um, the last report I read was um mbc has the betting odds right now to purchase wwe which with their which their relationship with peacock at the moment and their prior relationships um with with various uh wwe specials um puts mm-hmm. puts them in in the front running now um to hey, purchase hot, hot pro know. take if you get a hey guys if you hot pro take Peacock, that's just in the United States and Canada. Um, Correct. And in, in everywhere else, like in the UK, they still have the, the WWE network. <clears throat> uh, VPN. <laughs> VPN. Yep. Do we know what the odds are on that? Um, yeah, I all. don't remember. I just know that they were miles ahead of anyone else. Yeah, because of the Peacock deal and all that stuff. So, yeah. And don't they own USA? NBC owns USA Network, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's makes it makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's rough stuff right now. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes part of this, I do want to give everyone an update on what's going on on the Monday do Night Raw. I know don't you don't do want to, but um, it's uh, yeah, nothing really exciting. Scrolling through Twitter. Um, almost pushes uh, someone off a ladder. Don't really care. Um, King Ricochet breaks the dripstick. Um, I know, I know, you're just super excited about all of this, Dwight. Well, let me go. I'm, a, I'm gonna go What's over this. Dripstick? <laughs> the yeah, I just um the dripstick is what yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. Uh, but we do get a John Morrison versus uh, Ricochet match on Raw. So, all right, let, let me just go down this. Let me go down back to the releases. Now, I, to put this in perspective, this is a, I'm going to give you the whole list of just this year, the people they released. All right. So, Killian Dane in this fifth, Fandango, Fandango, sorry, Tyler Breeze. Right, so everyone else, so everyone on this list plus who? Yep, Aria Davari, Tony Nice, Ever Rise, Arturo Huas, August Gray. That was a 205 guy, right? He was Evolve. He came forward from Evolve. Um, Bollywood Boys, Marina Shafir, 
Kurt Stallion, Tino Sabatelli, Ron Stroman, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Santana Garrett, Velveteen Dream. Uh, well, he has an asterisk, you know. He should have been released a long time ago. Alexander Wolf, Jessamine Duke, Vanessa Bourne, Brandy Lauren, um, Kavita Devi. I don't know. She was part of the I think. Uh, don't forget Ezra Judge, who's showing up on the on the indies already. So that's good. Didn't he sign with Impact? Signed with MLW. Major League Wrestling. That's right. I was watching Major League Wrestling. Sorry, Major League Wrestling. Yep. Um, Jake Clemens, uh, Drake Wirtz, who was a referee, Mark Carano, remember that guy? He was the contract guy. Yeah, Samoa Joe, Joe, who has been brought back, Um, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Kalisto, Tucker, Bo Dallas, that's a crime, that's a freaking crime, Wesley Lake, Andrade, The Big Show, Steve Cutler, Lars Sullivan, also does account. Lars Sullivan. So all of those people were released. Thank you to who did I just get that list from? Wrestle Talk. No, WrestlingWorld.co. All right. So they gave me the list. So so that you could start, just think of the, the you could start your own promotion. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the star. It's crazy they shed that many people. Of course, it was crazy that they had that many people. So this, so this goes back to my ever, to my, to my overly used phrase of oversaturation. Okay, yeah. it was a thing um, right around 2016, 17. Um, you know where they were getting talent that actually contributed. To whatever they were doing and then right around the turn of 2018 uh was when they started um signing talent to these ridiculous contracts because they didn't want them going anywhere else because AEW was a was you know going to be a thing um yep. you know and that and that's and that's pure speculation um no, but that's, I, I think that i think that's pretty and, well that's when they started when, when right after all in you know? Well, no, but that's definitely speculation as to why they're signing these big contracts. Yeah, you know, because they don't want them to leave to go to the, you know, um, other to you know the other company, um, the piss ant company. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, and you know that's what I have to give AEW a lot of credit for. To this point, is we are not falling into this trap of let's just sign every name we can to get, you know, to kind of get more, to, to get more exposure because it's, it, it would, it'd be very easy to go out and get, you know, the, the iconics. It would, it would be mm-hmm. very easy to Tony Khan could back the money truck up, bring, bring them in. And I really don't, I mean, there, there's a place, but I think that I think they've been off an impact. You know, I think I think they're your next not. I think they're your next knock, knockout tag team champions. Um, you know, and and it's and it's you know names like that where you know they're not falling into the trap. 
and then signing people who can benefit you. And like I said, WWE did a great job when they did the brand split. Okay. They moved guys around that could benefit them on Raw, benefit them on SmackDown. Okay. And then they just flipped the script. Like, you know, Mark, Mark, Mark Henry and the Big Show are great signings for AEW because they've been in the business. They know what they're talking about. They can provide, you know, miles and miles of knowledge, you know, and Andrade, who's 30, okay, put on, put on a five-star clinic a couple years back at a friggin' takeover in Philly. Like they're like, they're, they're making knowledgeable signings. And what WWE has done is said, Hey, we're going to sign people. We're, we're, we're going to sign people, you know, without a, with, without a thought. Okay. Like Parker Bordeaux. Okay. I, I, I don't think that schmuck's got a chance. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I, I know on this show, I am in the minority on that. Uh, Cause I know that I, I know Matt's a big fan of his, um, you know, I think, uh, I think, um, you know, just some of these guys were signing just to sign just so they don't go anywhere else. And mm-hmm. that builds to this oversaturation where last year we had the numerous releases um, because of the pandemic where Ring of Honor didn't release, AEW didn't release. Um, um, NWA worked with, worked with other promotions and worked with their staff to make sure they had work. Okay. MLW did the same thing. Like there are ways to do that and not cut every name on, on your roster. Okay. They chose to do that because of the almighty American dollar. Okay. And that's Vince McMahon for you. So when he sells the company for billions of dollars, okay, that was the game plan the whole time to make money, get out. Well, I, I don't think we have anything else to say. I mean, you kind of, kind of laid it out there perfectly. I, I do want to ask one question, though, because they've let a bunch of goes, guys go. To, some of the people had said that they're looking to go with bigger guys. You said that earlier, like mm-hmm. six foot, 225, whatever. What does yeah. that say? It just, when, when they said that immediately, you know who I thought of? Immediately. I thought of Blake Christian or Trey Baxter as he is in NXT. Oh, God. What, a, jo- what, a, what a jobber name. I know, but it's like this guy, like that, that's, that could prove like the worst decision ever to sign with WWE, to sign with NXT. I mean, out of New, you know, because straight from New Japan Strong, he'd been on Impact. He'd had a, some couple of runs on Impact when they were doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he goes, oh, oh, I'm signed to NXT. And they're like, um, and we just released Tony Nese and all these other guys, and we're going with bigger guys. And that's like, Blake Christian's like, uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm, made a mistake here i don't know man that's that i wouldn't well, sign with them i wouldn't sign with them if i was an indie guy there was there's no way there's no way i would sign with them trey miguel said it said it best this is why the, this is why i stayed yep. this is why i didn't sign or this is why i didn't leave something like that yeah. like it it's obvious they use you and then they dump you mm-hmm. um I do want to go round round the table here really quick with the bigger names here, um, just to maybe very quickly see where some of these names will go. Um, I'm not going to worry about 
Kurt, Kurt Stein, August Gray, they'll find work on the Indies. Um, let's start with the Bollywood boys already with a, with an endorsement from Mick Foley. Where do we, will, will we see them here popping up soon? I don't know if the scene, I don't know if the scene's like an India ring. King's not there. So King's not there. Uh, That's because it's hard to say. It really is because I think they were part of a, a project that sort of came and went or never got off the ground. So I could see him in impact. Mm. I don't really think there's a place for him in AEW right now. Um, yeah, I think I think I think they would be a solid addition to the to the X uh, to the X division. So I guess they would go back to Impact. I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Next up, Marina Shafir. I don't know about this one. I think um, I think there should be some discussions about resigning. For being honest. I think I'm, I'm going to go out and say, I think she's done with wrestling. I think she and sure. she and uh, Justin Duke are probably both done with wrestling. They were kind sure. of a, almost like a favor to, to Ronda Rousey with that whole thing. And um, it looks like well, Ronda Rousey having a baby, but I, it's a, she probably won't come back to wrestling. So mm-hmm. that may have just been collateral damage to that. I think it was something they tried. It didn't work out. Worked out for Shayna Baszler. Rest of them, you know, kind of got what they got. And uh, I don't see them. They're not going on the indies, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think Marina Shafir is done with wrestling. Uh, Jessamine Duke. I mean, she makes a boatload of money doing Twitch and YouTube, so she doesn't need it. Um, up next, we have Ever Rise. That would be Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Um, any chance maybe we see them back in Ring of Honor? probably <laughs> like yeah i think just at at the at the very you know when that first when i first read that that's what i thought i was like yeah i guess i'll just be back we'll, we'll see those guys on ring of honor but yeah i don't know probably yeah i'm gonna say ring of honor as well um aria davari another 205 live guy It's hard to say with him, you know. Um, I mean, he's only 32. Um, mm-hmm. He's been wrestling since 2006, believe it or not. Um, he's a um, he's a guy that maybe I could see um, uh, maybe dipping his toe in Ring of Honor, maybe or maybe Impact. Um, considering he was also a member of the Ring King roster. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of guys you don't know that were in Ring King. Um, it's just beautiful. Um, I, I, w- I would like to thank you for, make, make, for, for saying all that, that I had to go back and watch. And thankfully, there's on YouTube, the one of your buddies on there that does all the Impact shows. Yep. Kind of, yeah, That'll be Marky123. That's Marky123. And he did... The, he did like the whole run of Ranky King. Which, mm-hmm. Speaking of Big Papa Pump, Scott Steinway. Yeah, him him attacking fans is a real thing. Who um, who seem to legit be afraid of him? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, another one, Tony Nice. 
Um, now Tony needs a little bit of an, of, of an older one in this group. He is 35. Um, he has been in TNA before. Um, and he's, and he was there for a while. Um, he's also been in Dragon Gate and Evolve. Um, so where, where might we see him next? I think we're going to see Tony Nese next in AEW. I think I think he's going to AEW. Whoa, um, I think it's funny though um, that that just a few months months ago um, it was Nice and Davari, and they were uh, their team name was the Two Hundred Five Live OGs. Um, right. And they had a feud with August Gray and Kurt, and Kurt Stallion. Now, where are we at? <laughs> They're all gone. Uh, Dwight, are you on board with him going to AEW? No, I'm not. I th- I'd like to see Tony Nese in Japan, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think that'll happen. But, um, you know, I don't know. I was looking. He's one of those guys that you look at him in a picture and you go, that dude is a superstar. And then you see him and he's like, you know he's five six or whatever you know mm-hmm. and it's like oh okay that's why he's not a superstar i love everything tony niece does i just think that um yeah he's there's just a lot of other guys out there he's on the back end of his he, he might be go to like transition to a backstage somewhere i'd love for him to be you know you know put all those years of experience to toward uh because he was in, in tna right and he was in tna for a while. yeah yeah, he was a part of the X division. Yeah, so um, I mean, I, I mean, he's, he can still go. That's the dang sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. So we wrap this up um, with the team of Brizango. Um. First, we'll look at Fondango. We'll um, and it's funny, you know, even though he's on the older side, uh, looking at what the what Dave Meltzer's reports earlier, he's six four, two forty five. Um, yeah. you know, and Damn. he's been, yeah. Um, be, before he signed on with WWE, he was in NWA, he was in TNA. Um, but since 2006, um, he has been somewhere on a WWE roster. Um, so gosh, do we, do we really think? He'll wrestle anywhere else. I hope he does it as Johnny Curtis and not that stupid Fandango name. Yeah, I mean, that's just. Gosh, man. Yeah, I I mean, he made that gimmick gimmick work, right? Yeah. And um, so I don't know. I'd like to see him show up. Didn't he team with. uh, with Bateman back in the day on the Indies. Maybe he'll show up at Ring of Honor. That'd be a good place for him. Yeah. I see Johnny Curtis in Ring of Honor. Oh, okay. All right. Mike? Um, well, I had no idea Fandango was that big, for one. Yeah, um, that's crazy, right? So is Tyler Breeze a similar size? Because I feel like they're almost a similar height. Tyler Breeze is built at six foot two oh five. All right. Um, 
Now, I don't see Tyler Breeze going anywhere else because I felt like he was really loyal to everything with WWE between the up, up, down, down, or left, right, left, right stuff. Uh, He just won the uh, left, right, left, right title again on the YouTube channel. So, I mean, he could come back for a lower contract possibly, but uh, what uh, Dwight said about Fandango or Johnny Curtis, I could see him in Ring of Honor. I feel like he's a guy who could go there in like the twilight of his career and have a couple great matches to finish it off. Sure. Like Tyler Breeze, I think I had read somewhere, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp had put out that like basically he he's hinted that he might just be done totally. Like, he's got that wrestling school. Him and yeah. uh Sean Spears. Yeah, so he just might do that. So yeah. Um as far as Fondango goes, I think um I think that he'll eventually come back to WWE. I think I think that he does great character work. I think that, um, you know, and I know they don't really speculate on what the releases are because, but I feel like Fon, yeah, I feel like Fandango has done everything he can to not only do his job and get his gimmick over, but he's done everything they've asked him to, you know, and he's gotten over everywhere he's been. Um, he also holds a WrestleMania win over over you know Chris Jericho, so there's that. Um, but if but if he doesn't resign, maybe he'll jump to Impact for a hot minute. Um, I know that they have a lot of I know they have a lot more time to invest in the character work. Uh, I know they're doing good stuff with Decay. Um, they're doing good stuff with Violent by Design. Um, I think that'd be a good spot for him. Now Tyler Breeze is very interesting. Um, because he is only 33. Um, he does have his wrestling school, as Mike said. It's called Flatbacks, Re- Flat, Flatbacks Wrestling School, which I think is great. Um, and I think it's very funny that you said with Sean Spears, um, because I think he's off to AEW. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Tyler Reese still has a lot left in the tank. I think that he was definitely the stronger of the of of you know the Breezango pairing um and he's another guy that did whatever you asked him to do he was and he also holds a win over over Jushin Thunder Liger which Mm -hmm. I think is nothing to sneeze at um I mean I think it is I mean toward at least it's at least worth noting um he's also been in he was also in NWA for a hot second, but I think that um, very similar to other WWE guys that AEW has signed, I feel like bringing a guy like Tyler Tyler Breeze um, could do a lot of great things on on you know the B shows um, as far as Dark Elevation uh, and then soon to be Rampage. Um, I think I think I think he'd be a great fit. And I think it makes a ton of sense considering uh, this, that, you know, his, his school with Spears is already in Florida. So. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And Tyler Breeze was a really good wrestler and he just never got used in WWE, NXT, whatever he's, well, mainly WWE. Like he never got used. And I feel like if he was to go to AEW and they were to uh, make a junior heavyweight championship, he could be a guy that leads Ooh. that division for a few years. I, I agree. If I could be serious for a minute, 
Tyler Breeze was trained by Lance, by Lance Storm. It's <laughs> the best super kick in the history of professional wrestling. So, I'm one of the more underrated wrestlers. Um, but guys, that's that's all we have for the show this evening. Um, Mike, anything you'd like to plug on your end? No, nothing. <laughs> Uh, go to the link, you know, ko-fi.com slash PWO123. Easy as a cup oh. of coffee. Oh, nobody's oh. stealing his outro there. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's okay. Dwight, what do you got going on? I know you got some oh. Odyssey stuff to plug. Oh, I do. Come on over to Odyssey. We're uploading tomorrow the second episode of Picking and Winning. And I just recorded the third one because if I want to show you up here in the you see here, you see what this is? Yeah, it says, it's tough. It's in and out. It says, do not bend. Anyway, it's, an, oh it's a, right, do not bend. Because inside, I went to Pro Wrestling Tees. They had a special uh, for, I think it was eight bucks. You get three botched autograph items. And they're surprised. Oh, that's cool. So I'm going to reveal those on the next one. Um, so I'm going to pop this open and see who my... Uh, See my three is I did one uh, one from the mystery tease and the mystery uh, the first episode was the mis- two mystery tees and the mystery box of memorabilia which was which was cool the other one I was me it was my wonderful haul of uh, flea market and uh, thrift store finds that's that's the second episode which you got you got to see were you not impressed Ryan at my uh, at, at how it is thoroughly enjoyable right, I really right. like it. Yep. So anyway, so come on over to Odyssey. That's the dean of old school in Odyssey. So um, not all the videos are about wrestling. Sometimes I, you know, I don't know. I would say conspiracy theories, but they keep coming true. So I'm not even going to like talk about that. Um, Books I read, just crap I talk about on Twitter. But um, I do all, I love to bring it back to wrestling. So it's it's my Easter egg hunt for wrestling stuff. And so come on over to Odyssey dot com that's o-d-y-s-e-e dot com um the dean of old school excellent you guys are watching us on facebook live right now you can catch us on youtube twitter instagram dwight on odyssey um Mm -hmm. alvarez versus Meltzer coming out this this week uh no ref bump again this week we normally record on and post on sundays but we're going to be in baltimore uh, we are going to be at Ring of Honor Best in the World 2021. Um, so that is going to be exciting. Um, you know, keep an eye out for Dwight's next episode. Keep an eye out for our Ring of Honor prediction show that will be up before Thursday's episode. Uh, so we will be ready for the weekend. Mike already plugged the Kofi. You know, just get over there if you guys can support us. We would, we would definitely appreciate it. Um, if you can't give us a like a share and a subs and a subscribe it's 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 awesome also check out the splash page all right you can go to any of our youtube videos all right you you can find that direct link there one once you get to that link you can go to any of our social media links um it's gonna be me again on thursday for sure filling in for matt so um from all of us here at the pwo mm-hmm. wrestlecast um you you stay you stay sexy we'll see you, <laughs> we'll see you. Stay, stay classy 
I want you to stay sexy, and we'll see you on Thursday. Cheers. <laughs> or.